my people. Guys, it's July 15th, 2016, and we are bringing back the bomb. Here we go around again. Welcome to the H-Bomb Show, the only unofficial and unfiltered Hanson podcast in existence. My name is Nick Navarre, and it's time. The main motivator behind me starting this podcast was the project that we're going to start on this episode. This is the first episode of our summer special series, where the show will be going bi-weekly for the next month and a half. We're going to use the greatest science of all, opinions, to create the ultimate Hanson compilation. Here's how it's going to work. Each episode over the next month and a half is going to discuss one of their six studio albums. In this endeavor, I'll be assisted by my friend Brand Simmons, who is nice enough to put together a few thoughts on pretty much every Hanson album track in existence. She's a fairly good musician herself, and someone I thought would be a good mix of agreeing and disagreeing with me on the various tracks in the Hanson catalog. The rules for this project are fairly simple. Every album is going to have four songs chosen that we agree are the best the album has to offer. We've both made a list for every album, breaking the songs on each album into one of three categories. Locks, for songs we feel should be included in the final four. Potentials, for the songs that we're willing to debate the merits of for inclusion in the final four. And Cuts, which we feel don't belong on a Hanson compilation of an elite caliber. If we agree on a lock, it's automatically included in the final four. If we agree on a cut, it's automatically out of the running. At the end of the next 12 weeks, we'll put together the final product. That final product will have 24 songs. Four songs from six albums. Here's the catch. To make it even more fun, the final product will have to fit on a CD, which means 74 minutes. That means the final episode of this project will be cutting enough of our final choices to fit on the final compilation. Just a heads up before we get started, as a series of shows where we are cutting songs we don't feel are up to par, there is a noticeable amount of negative talk about some songs. It pretty much has to be that way if we are fighting for spots for our favorite Hanson songs. So be warned, your favorite Hanson song of all time may fall by the wayside right off the bat. Regardless of what is said about individual songs in particular, I think it should be obvious that we like this band a ton. Why else would we put the time and effort into going through this? But the thing is, once the chaff is cut, we can talk about the songs we really do love, why we love them, and why they represent the band so well. That's the main goal of this compilation. Personal favorites are a big part of the selection criteria, but not the only part selections should represent the band, both from an at-the-time perspective, as well as hold up well as an accurate portrayal of the band today. A couple of quick asides, we did put international bonus tracks in the running, so you'll hear discussion on upcoming episodes about stuff like In A Way or Dream Girl. However, any bonus tracks that were live songs are not included in the running. This is for studio tracks only. So that's probably a lot to digest, so what I'm going to do is shut up and get this going, since there's a lot to talk about. I'll be back after we choose our four middle-of-nowhere tracks that will move on to the final compilation. Here we go. So, uh, Brand Simmons, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to go through this massive project with me. You're welcome. So just real quick, a little bit of background. Uh, How and when did you become a fan? Well, it must have been beginning of May, maybe late April uh, 1997. You know, like most of the older fans, I heard Mbop on the radio and instantly fell in love, but I thought it was a girl, and 
a girl and a guy because obviously Isaac sounded already sounded like a guy. So I was imagining um, a young girl singing the song, and then um, then some. My best friend told me that it was dudes, and then I got really curious, and so she uh, she bought the album, and and I saw their pictures, and it was just I fell in love with Zach and. The rest is history. That's not the first time that we've heard on this show that people thought uh, Taylor was a girl when they first heard Umbop. So the uh, tradition holds uh, as as expected, I guess. Um, so I know you're a bit of a musician yourself. Uh, what other uh, bands or artists are you into? Oh, man. That's a question right there. Uh, I like everything. Just except, a few. <laughs> except country. Um Coldplay, Ray LaMontagne, um, Greg Laswell, and of course Catatonia, which Good choice. we were actually at the at the show together in Chicago, and we didn't know it. That's still one of my favorite. Well, it's not really an encounter story because we didn't know, but this was like I don't know two years before we actually met. We were at the uh, Devon Townsend Catatonia Paradise Lost Show in Chicago. We were both there, but we didn't know each other. We'd both traveled from out of town to go to that show, and two years later, oh my God, you were at that show, so was I. So, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite uh, my favorite prehistory stories. But anyway, the uh, the point of what we're here for is to uh, for this first one, we're going to go through middle of nowhere, and we're going to determine the four songs that we think should be uh, moved on to the grand finale of like the greatest Hanson compilation of all time. So. Um, we're going to go through first and discuss the songs that we think should not be on that album so we can cut them, get them out of the way, and move on to the good stuff. So I've got my list here. I'm going to go through the uh, one of my cuts here. We'll just kind of go back and forth. But we can discuss each song as we come to it, If you know, depending on how much we want to. If it's a song we think sucks, we don't really need to discuss it that much. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just wipe it off the list. All so right. The first song I have as a cut is Where's the Love? I hate the corny video for it. And the fact that this is the one or two or three songs that regular people would probably identify the band with. Uh, I might not win this fight over this. I know it's a popular song with a lot of fans, but I am strongly in the cut category with this one. Uh, where did you have this on your list? This, this was a possibility for me. I think it's it's a good song. I think I'll, I, to be honest, I think most of their songs are corny. And anytime I hear one of their cornier songs like "Where's the Love," I'm not like you know I'm not too appalled by it. But I think it's um it was good enough for me to put in the the maybe Maybe's. category. Okay. But I'm not gonna be butthurt over losing. Right, it. right, okay. Uh, so we will mark that as a conflict for now. We'll come back to that if we need to. Uh, next one I have on my cut list is I Will Come to You. For me, this reeks of a product that was made because the people promoting them knew the teeny boppers needed a ballad about how much, ooh, the band loves you, girl. I would definitely cut this one. What do you think? That was also a cut. Okay. So our first casualty is I Will Come to You. Sorry if you like that song. <laughs> Anything you want to say about that song? or I think it's a nice... Um chord progression mm -hmm. and i enjoy the cello but it's not a it's not a bad song but i wouldn't put it in the you know a must-have greatest hits even though even though it was on the radio i still wouldn't put it in the greatest of their 
their hits. Right, right. Okay. Uh, next on the cut list for me is Lucy. This one, uh, I think the middle of nowhere acoustic performance, he totally nails it, but that's not this version. This felt like they put it out there as kind of a gimmick, like, aw, isn't that cute? The little one likes a girl. Um, I'll definitely pass on this one. Uh, any thoughts on Lucy? Um, you do know uh, why it was written, right? The Charlie Brown thing? Yeah. Okay. I was I was just making sure you know. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, this was also a cut for me. Okay. Uh, every, everything you said, I agreed with when I saw it on the, um, yeah, Middle of Nowhere Acoustic. When I saw it on that, I liked it then, but when I used to listen to the album, I would skip over that song most of the time. Right. Uh, so we will mark Lucy as the next casualty in the list. Next on my cut list is Man from Milwaukee. Um, as a bonus track on the album, I think it's totally fine, but since we're trying to look at stuff from both a representative of the band at the time, as well as something that kind of holds up today and represents them well, for me, this is just a total little kid song. It's not something I'd want to use as something that represents them today. Uh, Man from Milwaukee? I think it represents Zach well. Okay. But no, not as I didn't even I didn't even include it in my list because I didn't know we were including um bonus tracks on the list, so it's not even on my list. It would have been an automatic cut okay. though. Okay. Yep. So that will get added to the cut list. Done. Yeah, a couple more cuts <laughs> on my list here. Uh next one, and I almost feel bad about this. <laughs> But I'm going to say that uh, With You in Your Dreams is cut. Um, a theme that's going to run throughout this entire project is I'm trying to only put one closing song through, if possible anyway. You know, we may decide that's not the case later. But for me, at least, I only want to have one closer song on the uh, final product. I almost feel bad putting this on here because I know what the inspiration for it was and everything, but uh, I just don't think it holds up compared to some of the other closing songs uh, that we're going to be talking about later on. So thoughts on that song? I think it's a lovely song, and I admire why they wrote it, but I don't think that it should be included in the list, no. Okay, so With Your Dreams is cut. Okay. So now we're going to go uh, on the complete opposite end. We're going to go to our locks, uh, the ones that we feel strongly about uh, should be on the final product here. So I only had two locks for this, but we're going to wind up with four. There's only two that I listed, and then we can hash out the remaining two here. Um, so the two locks that I had for this album, the first one was Mbop. This is not a favorite song of mine by any means, but it is the most important song in their catalog. It is one of the best pop songs of the 90s, and in at least a small way, it did kind of change where music was going. Um, I just I feel like this has to be on there, uh, and this is really the only one in the entire project that I'm adding to the locks list just because of what it represents rather than what it actually is. So thoughts on Mbop? I think if you didn't include it, no one would ever listen to your show again. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I think that, that it was it was my number one lock. That okay. is the obviously right. that song does have to go yep. on the list. Okay. So yeah, that's an easy lock. Uh, so that is that is moving on then. Uh, the next lock I had, and this is my last lock, so we'll go to some of your locks after this. The second lock I have is uh, Weird. I think this one holds up well. This one, along with Yearbook, are kind of the two oddballs on the album. Um, and between those two, which I both like, I'll go with this one just because it has a little bit more mass appeal. It is 
one of the few songs from that era that I'm still um, I'm still kind of into. So uh, thoughts on Weird? Uh, yeah, that was my second lock too. Okay, great. Obviously, I mean that is that is one of the best songs on the album, and it it really shows off and highlights Taylor's voice, which that part really gets me. That's that's the song. Other than Mbop, that song right there is the reason why I had to have the album. So that was easy. Yeah, two two real easy locks there are Mbop and Weird. So, okay. So what did you have for your other locks then besides um, besides those two? Um, I had Yearbook and thinking of you let's see yearbook for me that was actually really close to lock status um i took weird over it but the one thing that bothers me about yearbook and this is not a big deal but i think just due to their age at the time if nothing else the middle of nowhere album in general feels like they got a lot of help which is fine again because they were just kids at the time but there's just something nagging me about yearbook um that makes me think it's not a totally pure hansen song like they just had a lot of help when they put that together just to the point where i don't feel comfortable locking it in but i would be totally fine with that song moving on as well it's a, it's a great song um and then you said thinking of you also yes because it was it was on the waffle commercial i mean yeah that's i was gonna say it's a waffle it's it's lego my ego yep. the ego commercial is Definitely the best thing they did, at least in their early years. Um, yeah, you know, first thing on the first album. So other than Mbop, it's what introduced people to the band, uh, a lot of people anyway. Uh, I think it holds up pretty well, uh, better than a lot of other stuff on the album. And uh, yeah, again, points for being on a in a Waffle commercial. Sorry, anything you wanted to say about your book, though? I, I hated that song when it when I first got the album. Really? Okay. But I don't think it's a song that most children like because... It's it's corny in the sense that they use names and it doesn't really have it's like so what if his picture is missing and, and as a you know 11 12 year old you're like this is the dumbest plot I've ever heard coming from a song but then as you get older you can kind of bypass the the corny lyrics and the and the theme and go straight to the chord progression and the vocals and it's amazing mm-hmm. what they did with that song right I still don't love the lyrics. If it had been about um, an artistic song about someone dying, then and then I could probably get more on board with it. But just just someone not showing up to take their picture, it was just kind of a lot of cheese factor there. But Taylor's vocals totally just, right. you know. Yep. I think it's safe to say we can lock into your book because, yeah, I feel pretty pretty strongly about that as well. Just just barely below lock status. So, yeah, we'll we'll put that one in. Uh, and then thinking of you, let's go through the other songs and see what we think. And then we'll maybe we'll come back and just see if we want to do thinking of you or something else. So some of the other potentials I had, Madeline uh, is a potential. The like the production and the scratching and the weird breakdown thing towards the middle almost totally wrecks it from a modern perspective but although it sounds dated now i think it's actually there's a good song in there and i think when they played it like acoustically or even when they just played it later on in their career um it was a much better song um anything you want to say about madeline um i've always loved it but i don't i don't love name songs and i think they do too many names but I, this was a potential for me, but it wasn't like a, a super high potential. Okay. 
so let's go to the next potential, which was um, Minute Without You. Not a favorite of mine, and the lyrics are kind of dopey, I think, but uh, it's uh, it's remained a staple of the band, and it, it does rep the band pretty well in, in any era. Uh, anything you want to say about Minute? I don't tend to like Isaac songs, but I agree it is a staple, and I do I do like this song. Mm-hmm. I just probably don't like it because I'm biased and which is horrible. It's horrible, <laughs> but I do I do like the song and I do think that it probably should be a lock-in for sure. It should probably be one of the lock-ins, but I just I can't do it because I'm biased. I could get on board with it because I know the majority of the fan base would think that it should be. Okay. Look at you. I when I first got this album, I skipped the song a lot. Because it really seems super goofy, and it, again, like um, like some of the other songs, it does sound kind of dated now. Um, I have grown to appreciate it a little bit uh, since then. And again, there's actually a pretty good song at the core of this. I think feeling that way about the song got kind of reinforced when they were playing it on the last tour live. Um, it does translate well to like modern day Hanson in a live setting. Um, I just don't really think it necessarily belongs in the compilation of this caliber, though. Um, anything you want to say about look at you i loved this song growing up but i like to dance to it i didn't necessarily think that it was you know the best of their stuff sort of like um tearing it down that is a great song but i don't necessarily think i'd be like hey person that doesn't know hansen listen to this and maybe this will turn yeah. you so i put that as a cut okay be- even though i love it i don't think that it should be part of the 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 list yeah i actually now that i look at my list i realize i'd had it as a cut as well so that one that'll be gone okay uh and then i think last song is uh, speechless um this is a weird one this is one of the few where if they didn't release it back then i could see them actually writing something pretty close to this writing and releasing this song on an album today um, obviously not identical to how it is on Middle of Nowhere, but similar enough. Uh, I don't feel really strongly about it, but aside from, again, some of the scratching and stuff on it, I think it's a totally fine song. Uh, so anything about Speechless? This this song and Weird, those were the two songs that made me um, rethink my dedication to Zach. <laughs> and, then, and then I slowly became a Taylor girl because of those two songs. And that's a, that was a potential for me, so... Um, I don't know if it should be in the list mm-hmm. because I don't think that it it just it doesn't make sense to be in the list the way that Mbop makes sense. But it is one of my favorite Hanson songs overall. So if it ends up in the list, I won't be upset, but I don't necessarily believe that it should be in the list. Okay. We've got three locks right now. We've got Mbop, Weird, and Yearbook. Now I know you had thinking of you as a lock. Um Let's see. The other the other strong potentials were looks like um, Madeline, Minute Without You, and I, I don't know. What do you think about Speechless in that potential category? Um, I don't, I don't think it's going to beat those other ones. I would that, think that. Yeah, I don't think it would be as good as Yearbook or Madeline. Okay. I think those two beat Speechless. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll move Speechless off then. So uh, at this point, it's going to either be Minute Without You, Madeline, or Thinking of You. I think of those three, I think the one that represents them, again, both back then and now, 
probably would be thinking of you, so I might have to go with you on that one. Um, I think Minute is right behind it, like very close. Um, and I think Madeline is actually my favorite of those three songs as far as like when they play it, you know, just like acoustically or maybe even when they play it now. But um, as far as the version that is on Middle of Nowhere, I think it doesn't quite hold up as well. So I think if you're good with that, I think our four are going to be Thinking of You, Mbop, Weird, and Yearbook. How does that sound? I think it sounds good. And and I want to make another case for Thinking of You. When, you know, when they first came out, everyone heard Mbop and they loved it. And so they ran out and bought the album. Thinking of You was the first song other than Mbop that any of the fans listen to unless they were um you know lived in tulsa like my best friend she lives in tulsa and she was a fan in the early 90s so unless you're in that category then then thinking of you was your your next step as a hansen fan so i think it's it's almost as important as mbop right yeah that's um you know and like you said they use it on a waffle commercial so you can't get much better than that really so no you can't um okay so those are our four songs thinking of you mbop weird and yearbook so we are going to move those four along to the uh, grand finale project and uh that's going to wrap it up for middle of nowhere so thanks Bran, for uh sitting in on this with me and uh we will be back with the next album which is going to be this time around so thanks a lot Bran. thanks for having me there you have it our four songs from middle of nowhere that now advance on to the final project We've still got five albums to go, and the next episode will be up in two weeks on July 29th. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at HBombShow, that's H-B-O-M-B-S-H-O-W, as well as the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash HBombShow. Email feedback can go to HBombShow at Hanson.Zone. That's about it, guys. We'll be back in two weeks. I'll see you then. But for now, it may be over for you and me.